Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP and today is the 27th of July 2023 and last night guys, the Federal Reserve Board Chair Jerome Powell did actually announce the interest rate hike and to be honest guys, the interest rate hike is the highest in 22 years. So Jerome Powell did actually announce an increase of interest rate hike by 25 basis points and one thing which I did mention a few days ago guys, what I would really recommend you to do is Jerome Powell did actually go live via YouTube so make sure you go ahead and listen to that YouTube because a lot of questions were asked and we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. Now unfortunately guys, this has not made a massive impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now one thing which I did mention earlier and one thing which I've often noticed is 3-4 to four hours after Jerome Powell goes live, what happens is mainstream media, they tend to pick up the news and to be honest guys, the narrative that they give is completely different and that is the news that actually pumps or dumps the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So definitely make sure that you look at information from first source. But if you are into trading, you definitely need to look at what mainstream media are saying as well. So unfortunately guys, this is an evil world of cryptocurrencies and I'm pretty much sure that is what happens in the finance world as well. Now guys, in today's episode, unfortunately, we have two news from Binance and the first news is that they have withdrawn from Germany. And the second news is that guys, Binance did actually launch a new stablecoin called as FTUSD but it did face some technical errors and because of that they've actually stopped the stablecoin as well. So definitely, definitely not a good outlook and to be honest guys 2023 is definitely turning out to be one of the worst years for Binance and particularly for its stablecoin that is Binance BUSD. So in today's episode we'll definitely go ahead and look at what FTUSD is and why is it that they have actually withdrawn from Germany. Now guys listen, central bank digital currencies are definitely going to take mainstream adoption and China and India for some odd reason are showing some massive love and support for central bank digital currencies and to be honest guys, these are some high profile individuals and investment professionals who are definitely having a key liking for CBDCs. Unfortunately guys, this is definitely a big no, looks like they truly don't understand what Bitcoin is and they truly don't understand the difference between CBDCs and Bitcoin. So in today's episode, we'll definitely go ahead and discuss how did we find out that China and India are in favor of central bank digital currencies. Now guys, regarding NFTs, we have some update as well. And Reddit, they have gone ahead and launched more NFTs using Polygon. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. So quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode. And like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Date podcast, we are going to be discussing two news from the Bar UAE and the Middle East. Now the first news guys, is more to do with Venom blockchain and they have a foundation called as Venom Foundation which I'm pretty much sure is located in Abu Dhabi. So the news is that Venom blockchain has actually surpassed 1 million registered wallet in record time. Now the reason why I thought to mention about this news because Venom Foundation is heavily associated with Abu Dhabi and the second news cause is to do with artificial intelligence and there is a massive event taking place between the 11th and the 12th of October and Dubai is actually planning to host key generative artificial intelligence assembly and as a matter of fact yesterday guys I did actually talk about one of the authors or articles via Kalish Times that does actually state that Dubai is going to be the frontier so far as artificial intelligence is concerned and most likely they will be overtaking Silicon Valley as well so please check out that episode and I did share my thoughts and opinion on it as well so quite a lot of cover cars in today's episode so let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee Edate, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. 
Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kick start today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Shalu Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Shalu Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates, so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now instead of E, they've replaced it with Web3 and it is the number 3, mates.xyz. And guys, listen, Shalu Group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the NFT space is a massive deal. Now if you're a sneakerhead, you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz. And once again guys, the number is 3 instead of an E. It has all the information and in the show notes below, you'll get all the information. And listen guys, if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at www.premint.xyz forward slash soulmates. So definitely check it out and they have a Discord community as well. And guys, Nick, who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates has a WhatsApp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts 
in metaverse and to grab their insights now listen all you have to do is download the app startup ori if you're using an android version go to google store and app store for ios devices alternatively you can also click on the show notes below to download startup ori next guys listen if you're into fitness if you're into adventure if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the middle east the podcast is called the race pace podcast so check out the race pace podcast across all leading platforms and the race pace podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the middle east from sandstorm to spartan race from tough mother to desert warrior challenge and also the government golf games and quite a lot more the podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race in the podcast they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race and that's not all they also plan to release seven nfts and these nfts are no ordinary these nfts will represent every emirate in the uae and listen guys these nfts are going to be absolutely massive so do one thing go to spotify go to itunes go to any leading podcasting platform and search for rise in the obstacle course race podcast and finally guys not your keys not your crypto if you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet and this is where ledger wallet kicks in and ledger wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by ledger a company headquartered in paris france and ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline and ledger offers two hardware wallets the ledger nano and ledger nano x wallets they are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds they continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security and today's world securing these digital assets is a critical challenge and this is where ledger kicks in so click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast it is a brilliant way to support this podcast so what are you waiting for the link is in the show notes below now guys since you've taken care of that let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market and to be honest guys while i'm recording this podcast it might have just been three to four hours since jerome powell announced the interest rate hike and to be honest guys the prices are relatively flat and there is no movement in the price of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies now mind you guys cryptocurrency influencers are going to take it in a positive way if the price does not move they are going to say that bitcoin is definitely not connected to what jerome powell has to say and this is the power of bitcoin let's say if the prices were to go down what people would say is the prices are temporarily going down and in the near future the prices will definitely pump up and let's say for instance guys if the prices were to pump up the cryptocurrency influencers will say bitcoin does not care what jerome powell has to say and bitcoin does its own thing so mind you guys make sure you avoid listening to cryptocurrency influencers who are literally talking about the price because they can easily go and switch the narrative now the global cryptocurrency market as of today is 1.18 trillion dollars and since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 0.74 percent the total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours is ridiculously low and only at 30.76 billion dollars now since the last 24 hours the volume is definitely picked up pace at 19.82 percent the total volume in DeFi cars once again is ridiculously low and it is only at 2.68 billion dollars and so far as the total value locked is concerned it is still at 43.33 billion dollars to be honest guys i'm a bit disappointed because if you look at it 
I was really hoping that the second half of this year, the total value log definitely picks up pace and the percentage of DeFi should ideally have been somewhere between the 10 to 15% of the total cryptocurrency market volume. Unfortunately, DeFi is looking that it is dead. We definitely need a drastic movement, particularly in the world of DeFi. Unfortunately, as of today, DeFi is accounting for only 8.72% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume and Lido guys is still dominating so far as total value locked is concerned at $14.86 billion and unfortunately guys the decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance is once again down and it's only at 9.58%. Now let's very quickly run through the 24-hour volume and one thing which I did mention yesterday guys there is some kind of connection between Dodo Finance and Uniswap and unfortunately today guys Dodo Finance is not in the top 5 and because of that looks like the volume of Uniswap has gone down as well. Yesterday I believe the volume was roughly around 900 million dollars but today it is only at 540.47 million dollars. PancakeSwap is number second and its volume is 163.3 million dollars. Core Finance is number third at 104.23 million dollars. Trader Joe is number fourth and its volume is 72.95 million dollars and finally guys Mavic Protocol is 59.3 million dollars and I'll be really intrigued to check out of these top five how many of them are working only on Ethereum? Now granted a lot of these protocols are working let's say on Ethereum, they're working on Binance BNB chain and maybe even Cardano as well. I'm really curious to find out how many of these protocols are working only on Ethereum. Now the volume of stable coins guys is once again ridiculously low at $28.22 billion and later on today guys I'm going to be talking about one of the failed projects by Binance and one thing guys I've been noticing since the past three months Binance BUSD has been on a downfall so it looks like Binance is trying to resurrect the stablecoin game unfortunately guys this sounds extremely extremely shady and I'm beginning to wonder why is it that Binance is planning to launch a stablecoin now mind you guys this is only possible if there is some extremely heavy manipulation because guys if you look at Binance BNB's price and if you look at the 24 hour volume the number just does not make any sense and I wouldn't be surprised guys if you do find out some massive heavy manipulation so far as Binance BNB is concerned and once again guys I'm hoping I'm 100% wrong on this. Now the volume of stable coins account for 91.76% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume and out of the total volume of all stable coins of $28.22 billion, Tether USDT accounts for $21.63 billion. So think of it guys, the total cryptocurrency market volume is $30.76 billion out of that Tether USDT accounts for $21.63 billion. Imagine what would happen if the SEC aggressively goes after Tether USDT. Absolutely, absolutely catastrophic. The Circle USDC's volume is ridiculously low and it is at $2.89 billion and Binance BUSD cards as I've been mentioning for the past three months. The volume is on a downfall and it is currently at $1.61 billion. The market cap of Binance BUSD has again taken a massive hit and it is at $3.7 billion. And few weeks ago, guys, someone did actually ask me if there is a possibility of Binance BUSD's market cap to go below the $2 billion mark. Now, looking at the numbers, guys, I wouldn't be surprised if we do actually find out some real heavy manipulation in the world of Binance. But as I mentioned earlier, guys, I really am hoping I'm 100% wrong with this because Binance going down will be absolutely, absolutely catastrophic. Definitely not as bad as the USDT, but it's definitely going to be really, really bad. Now let's look at the market cap, 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. 
The market cap of Bitcoin is $572 billion and Ethereum is at $225 billion. And guys, what I've been doing for the past two months is I've been trying to break down certain protocols and I try to go ahead and explain what the protocol is, who the founders are and what is it that makes the protocol unique. So in today's episode, I'll definitely go ahead and talk about Wrap Bitcoin because it has a lot to do with Bitcoin's market cap and it has a lot of functionalities of Ethereum as well. So stick around and listen to that part. Now the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $13.1 billion, whereas Ethereum is $5.6 billion. The dominance cars of Bitcoin is 48.35% and the dominance of Ethereum is 19.02%. Now in today's episode, guys, let me very briefly run through the market cap of privacy coins and gaming coins and protocols that deal with gaming. Now Monero is clearly an outlier and its market cap is $2.97 billion and the price of XRM is $162.36. Now mind you guys at its all-time high, the price of Monero was roughly around $400. Now listen guys, since the last few weeks, WorldCoin has definitely hit the market. And what I'd really urge you to do is guys, read through the official document. Because to be honest guys, if you actually read through the official document, I do think it does solve a lot of privacy issues. And if you do want to listen to an episode, Bankless, one of my favorite podcasts, they've actually interviewed Sam Altman and a co-founder and they actually discussed what WorldCoin is and they went into detail of what is it that goes into the ops and also how they're using zero-knowledge proof. Now listen guys, if WorldCoin were to go mainstream, I really am not sure what the future of Monero is because to be honest guys, they do solve a lot of the privacy issues that actually is one of the biggest strengths of Monero. So definitely go ahead and do more research on WorldCoin and if you do need any information, drop me an email to unfurtblockchaindxp.com but so far as privacy cons is concerned, the number second protocol is Mask Network and its market cap is $294 million and the price of Mask Network is $3.35. Zcash is number third guys and its market cap is $248 million and the price is $29.98 billion. Now one fact guys which I probably might have told three or four times in my Crypto and Coffee Date podcast is the day Zcash had launched, the price of Zcash was almost double of Bitcoin. And this was going back to 2016. And mind you guys, the price was double only for a few days, not even for a week. And after that, the prices of Bitcoin definitely picked up pace. I just thought I'll reshare some interesting facts about Zcash. Now let's look at market cap of gaming protocols. The first one, guys, is an absolute no surprise. It is the Sandbox and its market cap is $833 million. And last week, guys, we talked about McDonald's starting to get into Web3 game. And I don't understand why they're doing that in Sandbox. Because to be honest, the user experience is absolutely horrendous. But nonetheless, so far as the price of sand is concerned, it is at 43 cents. And the number second protocol is Axie Infinity. And its market cap is $792 million. And the price right now is $6.05. And at its all-time high, guys, I believe it was roughly around $20. The third protocol is Gala. And its market cap is $583 million. And the price of Gala is 0.0235 cents. So listen, guys. What I'd really recommend you to do is once again, read through the official document of WorldCoin because to be honest guys, they do solve a lot of the privacy issues. Now a lot of cryptocurrency influencers will actually tell you that they are actually stealing your information. A part of that is correct, but they are actually focusing on making the protocol completely open source and fairly distributed or decentralized and they are also using zero knowledge proof. So definitely go ahead and check it out. Now in today's episode guys, let me very briefly run through what Wrap Bitcoin is and to be honest guys, a lot of the people in the cryptocurrency world are not even aware of what Wrap Bitcoin is. Now one thing to note is that the price of Wrap Bitcoin 
all use would resemble the parts of the original Bitcoin. Now the ticker symbol of wrapped Bitcoin is WBTC that stands for wrapped Bitcoin and the price as I mentioned would always resemble the parts of Bitcoin. Now let me very briefly run through what wrapped Bitcoin is because as per coin market cap it is currently ranked at number 14. Now wrapped Bitcoin guys is a tokenized version of Bitcoin that actually runs on Ethereum blockchain and WBTC or wrapped Bitcoin is compliant with ERC20 token, the basic compatibility standard of the Ethereum blockchain, allowing it to be fully integrated to the Ethereum ecosystem of decentralized exchanges, crypto lending services, prediction markets, and other ERC20 enabled decentralized finance applications. And mind you, guys, wrapped BTC is also backed by one to one ratio via a network of automatically monitored merchants and custodians ensuring that the price is pegged to Bitcoin at all times and allows users to transfer liquidity between Bitcoin and Ethereum networks in a decentralized and automated manner. And Wrapped Bitcoin Guys was founded on October 26, 2018 and it was officially launched on the 31st of January in 2019. Now let me very briefly run through guys how our Wrapped Bitcoin created. Now the creation of Wrapped Bitcoin brings the world's leading cryptocurrency and the number one king of all kings that is Bitcoin into the world of Ethereum's DeFi ecosystem and the WBTC or wrapped Bitcoin token adheres to the ERC20 token standard, the tokens created for those who want to convert BTC into wrapped Bitcoin. What's important to note guys is that all to be converted Bitcoin is held by a custodian who takes part in the actual minting and burning of Ethereum based tokens. When wrapped Bitcoins are burned, the user can reclaim the Bitcoin balance from the custodian and during mining, users send BTC to custodian for storage and receive an equivalent in wrapped Bitcoin tokens and Bitcoin is the biggest custodian for wrapped Bitcoin and they will mine a certain number of wrapped BTC and send them to merchants Ethereum address and the user who wants to swap wrapped BTC and Bitcoin performs a trade through a centralized exchange or atomic swap on a decentralized exchange to move funds to the merchants and once finalized guys, users can use a Bitcoin or wrapped BTC as they see fit and if wrapped Bitcoin is converted into Bitcoin, the associated wrapped Bitcoin balance will be destroyed through a burning transaction and the wrapped BTC DAO or decentralized autonomous organization consists of governing members who decide on significant upgrades and changes to the protocol. Additionally, because these members can also serve as merchants or custodian managing the Bitcoin assets. Now the big question guys is what is it that makes wrapped Bitcoin unique? Now by virtue of being the oldest and the largest cryptocurrency on the market, Bitcoin can boast a massive user base and liquidity pool of several dozen billion dollars. However, guys, blockchain functionality is relatively basic by modern standards. And unlike Bitcoin, guys, Ethereum, as we know, was built from the ground up to support more advanced use cases by utilizing the technology of smart contracts, giving rise to an entire industry dubbed as DeFi or decentralized finance. Ethereum and products derived from it offer their users such advanced financial instruments as lending and insurance which do not rely on trusted intermediaries and by wrapping Bitcoin in the ERC20 standard, wrapped BTC enables full integration of a Bitcoin-like asset into the advanced environment of financial decentralized applications, bringing along the immense liquidity associated with the Bitcoin market and in addition guys, wrapped Bitcoin makes the job significantly easier for exchanges, wallets and payment services that work with Ethereum instead of having to run two separate nodes for let's say Ethereum and also for Bitcoin network and they can support wrapped Bitcoin operations with just an Ethereum node and finally guys because of Ethereum having a much faster block time than in comparison let's say to Bitcoin increases the speed by which wrapped BTC can be transacted 
compared to let's say actual bitcoins now listen guys if you do want to find out more information regarding rap btc the website is wbtc.network and mind you guys rap btc right now is currently ranked at number 14 but now guys let's discuss the real king of all kings that is the actual bitcoin because unfortunately ever since the announcement of the interest rate hike there is not much movement on the price of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies now could it be possible that tomorrow the prices of bitcoin could either pump up or go down i definitely definitely do think so now the price right now of bitcoin is twenty nine thousand four hundred and sixty five dollars and since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 0.85 percent and since the last seven days it is down by 1.51 percent and ethereum gas is currently at one thousand eight hundred and sixty nine dollars and since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 0.46 percent since the last seven days it is down by 1.16 percent RippleNet or xrp is currently at 71 cents and unfortunately guys ever since it was deemed as a security the price is definitely pumped up but is gradually on a decline and since the last seven days it is down by 13.08 percent but since the last 24 hours it is marginally up by 0.97 percent so the massive news guys that actually did take place earlier today is jerem powell he did actually go live on youtube and he did actually announce a 25 basis interest rate hike and mind you guys this marks the 11th rate increase in the federal reserve's latest rate hiking cycle it also brings the benchmark borrowing rate to a range of 5.25 percent and 5.5 percent now what is really interesting to note guys is the highest level for the upper bound of the range since 2001 now what i'd really recommend you to do is guys make sure you go and watch the entire video via youtube because in that youtube video guys he does give the reasoning as to why he's gone ahead and done that and the biggest focus for Federal Reserve Board and Jerome Powell is to get the inflation below the 2% mark. Now, when will this happen? To be honest, guys, I really, really am not sure. And one thing which Jerome Powell did actually mention was that the labor market condition is still extremely strong. But since the last three months, it is not as strong as what it used to be. So the question regarding recession, guys, definitely gets thrown out of the window. And it's going to be really interesting to see as and when the election kicks in what the recession numbers are or what the labor market conditions are now mind you guys a lot of fake news and misleading information is being circulated that the us is heading towards a recession personally guys if you look at information from first source i don't see a recession coming up and the answer is pretty simple guys the inflation numbers are definitely slowing down but could it be possible that there's a massive calamity that actually takes place and mind you guys knowing the notorious history of left-leaning administration I wouldn't be surprised if they are planning something notorious and Robert Kennedy Jr., who is one of the presidential candidates, did actually mention via Twitter that Joe Biden is actually planning for World War III and he's planning to attack Russia. Now listen guys, every time there is re-election, there is always some political drama, particularly in US. It is either the BLM riots or it is some kind of war. And historically, during re-election, it has often been war. And during 2020, guys, we also saw COVID-19 issue. Now, unfortunately, guys, politics and politicians do have a massive impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now, what makes it really unique is that next year, we also have the Bitcoin halving. And I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if the price of Bitcoin will be massively be impacted by political news. Now, so far as mainstream media is concerned, guys, what they tend to do is whatever Jerome Powell says, they tend to switch it and they put down their own narrative and one thing which i mentioned in my podcast a few months ago is that jerome powell in one of the fomc meetings was asked eight times if the us is heading in for recession and all the eight times he kept on saying that no the us is not heading into recession 
And guess what guys, the next day all mainstream media actually said that Jerome Powell is trying to avoid the question on recession and we are definitely heading for recession. And to be honest guys, this was exactly opposite of what Jerome Powell was actually saying. Now so far as the FOMC meeting this time, CNBC actually states that Bitcoin and Ethereum hold steady after Fed's announcement. And mind you guys, 3-4 to four hours after the announcement is when mainstream media tends to put up their own narrative and that actually changes the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and Barron's did actually state few hours before the announcement that Bitcoin is steady ahead of Fed's decision on the rates and they actually mentioned that Dogecoin prices have actually risen and Coindesk which is a mainstream media for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency actually also mentioned the same thing that the price of Bitcoin is relatively steady after the Fed hike in Powell's press conference now what I'd really recommend you to do is guys make sure you listen to the entire video and also pay attention to the question and answer session now guys let's discuss some unfortunate news for Binance and to be honest guys 2023 is looking to be one of the worst years for Binance now what happened a few days ago Binance did actually mention via the blog that it added a brand new stable coin called FDUSD so what I'd really recommend you to do is read through the entire blog because what it states is that FDUSD is first digital USD and it is essentially a one-to-one USD-backed stablecoin issued by FD One-to-One Limited operating under the brand name of Forge Digital Labs and FDUSD guys offers users a reliable digital currency aimed at reducing the impact of volatility in the cryptocurrency market, enhancing the efficiency of financial transactions by lowering transaction costs and offering faster, more secure transactions. And this is exactly what Binance BUSD was supposed to do, isn't it? Now FDUSD guys is a programmable stablecoin enabling the execution of financial contracts, escrow services and insurance without intermediaries and what the block claims is that FDUSD is backed by high quality reserves, cash and cash equivalents meaning that users can redeem the FDUSD tokens for the equivalent value in US dollars and viewers can trust the FDUSD is always one to one backed and according to the bloggers this underscores first digital's commitment to operating in a transparent and secure manner providing users with increased trust and confidence in the stability of the stable coins and FDUSD's reserve account is audited by independent third party such as Preceded Assurance whose attestation reports will be publicly shared every month and users can also visit Forge's website for the latest reserve details. Now mind you guys having the results published on the website does not actually mean anything because you can completely fake any of your reserves as well but unfortunately guys the drama did not end over here. What happened is that few hours ago, the later on published that they actually has to postpone the FDUSD trading pairs due to liquidity providers grappling with technical issues. So what I'd really recommend you to do is guys, if you're someone who is really intrigued by FDUSD, make sure you go ahead and follow both the blogs by Binance. Now mind you guys, FDUSD is available on Ethereum and Binance BNB chain with planned support for an increasing number of blockchain as well. So definitely, definitely powerful stuff. And if you do want to find out more information, Let's see regarding the audit reports. The website is forgedigitallabs.com and they also have a white paper as well. So I'll definitely go ahead and recommend you go ahead and read through the white paper as well. But the big question, guys, is why is it that Binance actually got in launching FDUSD while the Binance BUSD is in a complete turmoil? This just don't make any sense. I think that there is a panic button which is hit, and because of that, they're trying to increase the volume of the stable coins. And unfortunately guys there is another massive news and that is all the way from Germany and Binance actually has withdrawn its application for a license from German financial regulator called SBA Finn and the company actually did tell this news to Coindesk 
and the move follows a retrenchment from markets including Austria, Belgium and the Netherlands and as its US arm is sued by regulators for operating an unregistered exchange, so definitely, definitely not ideal. And mind you guys, it's important to note that Binance has also given up registration with Cyprus' security regulator and they decided to quit Netherlands after a failed attempt to register and has also been ordered to hold operations in Belgium as well. So Binance unfortunately guys, 2023 is definitely not looking like the best year. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding Central Bank Digital currency and China and India. Looks like they have massive love for CBDCs and the CFA Institute asked members around the world how they felt about CBDCs and surprisingly guys, China and India investment professionals did actually show strong support for central bank digital currencies. Now let me very briefly run through what is it that the survey did actually find out because listen guys, the CFA or Chartered Financial Institute did actually take surveys from high-profile investment professionals and the survey actually explored the demand side of CBDCs, that is the people's preference, rather than just the views of central banks and 42% of the respondents worldwide believe that central banks should launch CBDCs while 34% disagreed and 24% of them had no idea as well. Now mind you guys, only 13% of them said they had a strong understanding of CBDCs. So out of this 13%, I really am not sure how many of them were from China and how many of them were there from India. Now younger respondents, particularly those in Asia-Pacific region and developing economies such as China and India, showed more support for CBDCs, which is absolutely bizarre because I'm pretty much sure guys that truly don't understand the key difference between Bitcoin and CBDCs and developing markets emphasize CBDCs role in enhancing financial inclusion. And what that survey also said is that across all regions, the main reason for supporting CBDCs was to speed up payments and transfers. And mind you guys, Bitcoin does exactly all of these things. And the main concerns about CBDCs as per the report, as per the survey, were cybersecurity and fraud, data privacy and the lack of clear use case. This survey does not make any sense to be honest. And there is no surprise that only 13% of them did have a strong understanding of CBDCs. Now what the survey also states is that most people believe CBDCs can coexist with private cryptocurrencies. However, there is a contradiction as many also believe that private money will always be inferior to government money. And finally guys, the survey identifies 70 issues and offers recommendations for central banks based on the findings. Now what are your thoughts guys? What I particularly think is China and India, they have massive love for CBDCs and they have massive hatred for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And mind you guys, it is so critical that these investment professionals truly understand what Bitcoin is and maybe have some kind of like graph that gives them an explanation between the difference between Bitcoin and CBDCs. Now listen guys, go to my website www.blockchaindxp.com and on the very first page at the bottom of the page, you will see a presentation on central bank digital currencies and on the second or the third slide, I do have actually put out a few slides that gives very basic level information and the key differences between Bitcoin and CBDCs. This is a slide which I definitely do think that the Chinese and Indian investment professionals need to understand, maybe even take a crash course on. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding NFTs and Reddit is launching more Polygon NFTs after already minting 18 million NFTs. And based on the news guys, Cool Cats and Aqua are in the mix for the new collectible Avatars NFT drops with price ranging from a couple of bucks to $200 a piece, so definitely, definitely check it out. Now to be honest guys, I did actually look at these NFTs and some of them have actually posted or reposted the image via Twitter 
And to be honest, guys, the NFTs do look pretty cool. So those are the news cards regarding NFTs from Reddit and those are the news cards from Crypto and Coffee Date from Blockchain DXP. Now, guys, let's discuss two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the first news cards is regarding Venom Blockchain and they have surpassed 1 million registered wallets in a record time. And one thing which I did mention, guys, the reason why I wanted to include this in my UAE podcast news is because Venom Blockchain Foundation is associated with Abu Dhabi. So let me go ahead and share what this news is all about because Venom Foundation surpasses 1 million registered wallet as of the 25th of July 2023 and they achieved the milestone in a short time since the launch of Venom's testnet on April 26th. Now what I particularly don't like about this newscast, this particular news is via decrypt.io and they actually got the information via Chainwire and when I did actually do some more investigation I actually found out that this is an actual paid article. So mind you guys, this information is actually paid by Venom Foundation. Now going back to the news cars, the news regarding 1 million registered wallet does actually signify accelerating popularity and adoption of Venom's blockchain solution and it sets a new benchmark in the field of blockchain technology and Venom's innovation, regulatory compliance and user-friendly environment contribute to the rapid growth and smooth operations and regular updates on Venom testnet attract and retain users and in June guys Venom recorded 277 million transactions a 46% increase from the previous month and 28 million accounts with smart contracts showing a 65% surge and minted NFTs through on-chain social tasks rose by 93% to reach 5.8 million and Venom's mission guys is to mainstream blockchain adoption while adhering to regulatory compliance and this guys is a bit questionable to me to be honest because looks like transactions on one blockchain can be censored if they do not follow regulatory compliance and do they follow the ethos of open blockchain to be honest guys i really am not sure but so far as the news is concerned guys venom blockchain is committed to research development transparency and strategic partnership and it is the first organization granted the license to run a blockchain by abu dhabi global market and they also compliance with international laws and stringent government standards as well and Christopher Louisou, who is the acting chief technology officer and CEO, expresses surprise at the rapid user growth. Now, mind you, guys, whenever there is a centralized blockchain, you can definitely go out and pump up the volume. Now, so far as Venom is concerned, guys, Venom's growth signifies increase in public trust in blockchain technology and recognition of the potential for transparent and secure alternatives to traditional financial systems. And Venom Foundation provides scalable blockchain solutions for real-world application and forward-thinking approach envisions a future global economy driven by decentralized finance systems and they aim to enable seamless operations for governments, businesses and consumers and they focus on unlocking enhanced transactional capabilities and they are committed to driving the next phase of financial evolution through distributed ledger technology and they are also focusing on continuous advancements in blockchain technology as they feel is really crucial and critical for future challenges in Gauss Venom's white paper contains more information about technologies and potential platform users as well and the foundation's mission centers around propelling the evolution of the global economy now guys once again it's really strange to see that they do actually have a pr team and my big question is guys is venom heavily centralized and my dear guys it's so important that we truly understand what blockchain trilemma problem is you need to focus on security you need to focus on decentralization or distributed how i like to call it and finally, you need to focus on scalability. Now, most of the time, blockchain protocols that do offer a lot of scalability, they're either compromising on decentralization or distributed, or either on security. 
So what I'm going to be doing, guys, is I'm definitely going to shout out Mimi to them. And let's see if I can get them on my podcast. So I'll definitely go and ask them some challenging questions. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding artificial intelligence. And to be honest, guys, the news regarding artificial intelligence has definitely surpassed the hype of NFTs and DeFi. And pretty much every day I'm looking at at least three to four news regarding artificial intelligence. And to be honest, guys, the next news is an absolute massive news. And Dubai is planning to host the Generative Artificial Intelligence Assembly between the 11th and the 12th of October 2023. So let me go ahead and give out more information on what the event is all about. Because the event is organized by Dubai Future Foundation and under the patronage of His Highness Sheikh Hamdan bin Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, the Crown Prince of Dubai. And the venue cars is probably the most iconic building probably in the entire world that is at the Museum of the Future and also at Area 2071 at Emirates Tower, Dubai. And the purpose cause of this event is to shape the future of generative artificial intelligence, introduce governments and societies to advanced technologies and showcase artificial intelligence applications in various sectors. And the aim of the session guys is to develop an inclusive vision for generative artificial intelligence, encompassing advancements and opportunities. And guys, Dubai Center for Artificial Intelligence is planning to assist government entities in adopting generative artificial intelligence tools and ministers, government officials, CEOs, experts, entrepreneurs, policymakers, investors, academics, and tech supports are definitely going to be part of the Dubai Assembly for Generative AI. And the event guys is going to highlight the importance of generative AI in public and private sectors. They're going to be discussing the potential of artificial intelligence and explore value creation opportunities as well. And they're going to be having keynotes, panel discussions, interactive sessions, and sector deep dives as well. And to be honest, guys, majority of the technology companies entrepreneurs, academic institutions and government entities will be there and I'm pretty much sure guys OpenAI will definitely be here as well and they're going to be having different sectors ranging from healthcare, education, finance, banking, software development, media, advertising, music, entertainment and quite a lot more and they're going to be focusing on a couple of challenges guys. They're going to be addressing issues like data misuse, intellectual property, transactions and credibility standards as well. And the significance, guys, of this event is going to be an emphasis on generative AI to be recognized as a major technology trend by international organizations and companies. And I'm pretty much sure, guys, that leading tech giants like Meta, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and IBM will be investing a lot in generative AI. Guys, a few years ago, there was Dubai Metaverse Assembly as well that did actually serve as a platform for discussion and collaboration. And to be honest, guys, I did have an interview with the CEO, Collis Richard Bartel, who did actually organize Dubai Metaverse Assembly, so please feel free to check it out. And to be honest, lately there's so much of hype surrounding artificial intelligence, and they're definitely going to be focusing on the generative artificial intelligence due to an increased interest in technology across key sectors. And finally, guys, they're definitely going to be encouraging innovation, and it's going to be an annual gathering to drive advancement in technological solutions. Now, whether you're a person who's working in the AI field or have a general interest, I will definitely go ahead and recommend you to go ahead and attend this event and I'm pretty much sure guys that this will be aired live via YouTube as well. So those were the news guys from Crypto and Coffee Day from Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website that is area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys if you like listening to this podcast, Please click on the follow button, give it a faster rating and share the word across. For the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. 
DeFi and Metaverse. So let's get started with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question that Clavo asks. Why do you think people from India and China are supporting central bank digital currency? And to be honest, Clav, so far as China is concerned, what I can definitely say is that the state does have a lot of more control on what people are thinking, the kind of actions that they are doing. But so far as India is concerned, what I definitely feel is that India as a country definitely wants to go and join on board on whatever the hype is. And the reason why I'm seeing this is Clav, while LinkedIn, I might have seen at least 10 to 20 posts where people from India in particular, and I'm talking about CEOs, chief technology officers who are definitely praising central bank digital currencies and I often tend to reply to them that they truly don't understand what Bitcoin is and they are actually saying that India is in the forefront of adopting CBDCs and cryptocurrencies and then I've got and explain to them that CBDCs are completely different. They're kind of like opposite of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and to be honest once I go and explain to them some of them truly understand and they do actually send me a direct message and then they ask for more information and some of my clients have gone ahead and educated them on central bank digital currency and on bitcoin and cryptocurrency as well now that thing being said clive cbdc's are not all that bad because to be honest it does actually solve banking the unbanking problem but at what cost the fact that it is centralized and mind you the protocol that is working in china and most likely in india they're definitely not going to be using zero knowledge proof or any privacy preserving protocol and to answer your question regarding india clive the reserve bank of india is definitely not a fan of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies but the supreme court which is the high court they are definitely fan of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies so at this point of time i'm really i'm not sure what is the political influence of reserve bank of india that is an area that definitely needs to be checked upon because the reserve bank of india is aggressively against bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and i'm pretty much sure i remember Going back to 2018 and 19, they actually made Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies completely illegal. And I do have a couple of friends from India, and what they actually were told that if they see any cryptocurrency transactions on the bank statement, there are very high possibility that the bank account could be closed. Now, keeping all these things in mind, so far as the investment professionals is concerned, where the survey was done, looks like they are not aware of what Bitcoin is. And I'm pretty much sure once they truly understand what Bitcoin is, these same survey people will definitely be against what CBDCs are and even in the survey Clyde I did actually mention only 13% of them truly understood what CBDCs are and out of this 13% I really am not sure how many of them were from China and India but I'm pretty much sure the number would be definitely high. So those were the reasons Clyde that I truly feel that people from India are truly not aware of what CBDCs are and one thing Clyde which I've often said right-wing ideologies and right-wing politicians are definitely in favor of Bitcoin are definitely in favor of open source and are definitely in favor of freedom of speech as well. Left-wing ideologies and left-wing politicians are definitely not in favor of Bitcoin. They're definitely in for cancel culture. They're definitely opposed freedom of speech and they're definitely not in favor of open source as well. And left-wing ideologies are definitely in favor of central bank digital currency. So keeping all these things in mind, those are my thoughts. And that's about all guys from Ask Me Anything series in Blockchain DXB. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website that is www.blockchaindxp.com. And also check out my website that is area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse, 
with us. If you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five star rating, and share the word across. And remember, guys, Monday to Thursday, 8 a.m. to 8:30 a.m. we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. And after a series of episodes in the Crypto and Coffee Date Works, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the past of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and metaverse. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye-bye.